everybody. So happy that you're joining me. I'm in Hollywood today and I'm in my recording studio and I am super, super excited about this episode. For any of you that know me already, health and fitness is a huge part of my lifestyle. But today I'm going to be talking to someone that I find so inspiring. Her name is Angela Davis, not the 1960s political activist Angela Davis. This Angela Davis is a fitness evangelist. And I first came across her when I took her Soul Cycle class, and she was so passionate and so uplifting. It was really, really powerful for me. And I have uh, taken so much away from her class and shared it on so many different platforms. She really has blown me away. She's a former member of the USA track and field team. She's a five-time All-American and a world-class professional sprinter in the 100 meters. I didn't even know that about her until I started doing research for this interview. She had me at SoulCycle, okay? If you can imagine how powerful this woman is. She's one of SoulCycle's master instructors, one of the best-known trainers there. She has a wait list and a line out the door. Sometimes you can't even get into her class. But she's also got her own program called AMDIO Method, and it's kind of a fitness philosophy that starts on a very deep level from the inside out. We share a lot of the same uh, belief systems when it comes to health and wellness. She also created a 21-day challenge for Oprah's website, and I highly recommend that you check that out because it is so motivational. Oprah actually included her in her top 100 uh, super solars. And um, I just, I don't know what else to say. That That's so impressive. And I hope she uplifts and inspires you as much as she does for me. She's got a lot of takeaway. Get your pen and paper out. If you're driving, re-listen to this because I promise you, if you're struggling with motivation, if you want to start a new chapter, if you want to figure out how to get motivated and how to take care of you, this is a really, really good place to start. Here's my conversation with Angela Davis. So I got to tell you, Angela, after reading your bio and that amazing intro that I just gave you, I'm like blown away. Aww. And I, I just I want to remind people who are listening that Angela was like big, big, big way high up on my wish list of people to interview because for me, she is a master instructor at Soul Cycle, and I have sat in your class, Angela. You probably didn't even know I was in your class. In the back, you have brought me to tears. My friends make fun of me. It's dark in the soul cycle Aww. room, so nobody knows I'm in there crying. But you have given me so much to think about. I have talked to my kids about what you have said. I have cut wow. and pasted your own writer in my own class because I'm an instructor <laughs> too. But you have, like, really reached me on such a deep level. And to me, like, you had me at that. Thank you. Thank you. And then when I got down to digging— I cannot believe how decorated you are in the health and fitness world and what a fitness evangelist you are and how much you have accomplished and where you came from. Like, I was good <laughs> with the badass instructor Aww. that you are at SoulCycle. So I don't mean to, like, bring you into this love fest, but I really do believe Thank in you. women uplifting other women yeah, and giving credit. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I mean. I appreciate that. I dig you. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I, and I, and I want to um, do something a little different because health and fitness is a passion for for both Angela and myself. I want to dabble a little bit um, as deep as we can go into spiritual fitness mm -hmm. and why we do what we do and the benefits of health and wellness that go so far beyond vanity mm -hmm. and the booty. And, and for Absolutely. me, it, it's sort of this mind-body-spirit union. And mm -hmm. it's um, something new for me. And I, and I feel like there's a movement right now in health and fitness and wellness and women are working out harder and stronger than ever before. Yeah. But it is like such a mental philosophy. Yeah. And I could talk to you for hours, so I'm going to shut up now. But I want to hear, um, I want you to sort of share a little bit of how and why you motivate and how you show up every day to do what you do and really what drives you. Yeah. Um, a little bit about my story and why I do what I do. And I think that's such a beautiful question. It's a poignant question of why. Um, and all that we do or in anything we do, it's important for us to identify the why that fuels what we do. Mm -hmm. It's it's so important. And for me, 
my why is my family, my two boys, my beautiful husband, and really honoring purpose and really honoring the call on my life. That is my why. That's why I do what I do is because I feel like I was created to encourage. I feel like that is uh, in my DNA and who I am is an encourager. And so for me, it's about honoring that at any cost, mm. honoring that at every cost and really being willing. Um, it takes different, it looks different, it's different platforms, sure. you know, but really honoring that. And um, a little bit about me is uh, after having my children, I had made a decision that I was going to stay home with my babies. And after having my children, I battled postpartum. I was watching your 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 TEDx one of your yeah. TED talks last night, um, which was so emotional for me. And I was um, so grateful that you were brave enough to really share that with the world because that in itself um, enables you to go out and to speak and change lives. But you know, a lot of you don't know because you may be hearing Angela for the first time. Far beyond being a fitness instructor, she has chosen to sort of marry, and she does it so well, the concept of being able to help and inspire and 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 educate people while teaching them how to take care of their own bodies and yeah. part of the dark sides of your own journey, which um, you know she's about to share with you right now. I, you just like I, I was so touched when I saw that. Yeah, I. So you had your second son. I had my second son, and I was really struggling with postpartum, mm. and. For me, my mom, I'm the oldest of four kids. My dad traveled all the time. He was a professional baseball player and turned into uh, a coach and a manager. Him himself, very decorated, uh, decorated athlete. Um, and so we grew up in this environment where mom was mostly there. And she, she stayed home and she raised us and she took us to our games and she took us to school. And super mom. Super mom. <laughs> don't downplay the value of the stay-at-home mom. Don't Let me tell you right it. now. Don't downplay Because when I go it. to work, I'm like, it's like freedom to go to right? work. And I know you it's know a luxury. what I mean. It's a luxury. <laughs> Seriously. It's a luxury. And so um, I saw that. That was my example. And she did it so well. And, um, you know, I'm grateful for my siblings and our relationship. And we turned out good. And we're, we're doing, you know, we're doing our thing. And so that's what I thought it was supposed to look like mm. for me. And I tried that. And, um, and it wasn't for me the way that she did it. And I had to come to peace with that. And so uh, I, I was battling postpartum, and and really what I connected that to was battling purpose. Dissecting sort of why it wasn't enough for you yeah. to be who your mom was and yeah. be home with your children, which yeah. was a contrast to everything that you are. Everything. Everything. Shit. Everything. Yeah. You know, and so I had to take a minute and really uh, figure out you know, why and be okay with why that wasn't for me in the way that she did it. And um, my husband came home one day. I was I was on the couch, and I was struggling, struggling, struggling. And he said, look, there's this yoga and spin studio. It just opened up down the street. I went in. I talked to the owner, and they're waiting for you. You've been created to be an encourager. The world is waiting for you. Oof. And I got my butt up off that couch and um, went in. And, you know, I bought a five-pack, and before that five-pack was over, they were asking me if I would go through teacher training, and that's when my journey began. Um, so do you think in that moment he was, and I heard you speak about this, which I thought was so profound, sort of helping you recognize and identify your own gifts? Absolutely. Because you are so gifted to inspire people. Yeah. That's no, a, absolutely. Thank God for him. Thank God. And that's what, you know, it's so important to have people around you. You know, I often say this in class, but we are the total sum of the five closest people to us. You know, and either you have people in your life that are in your boat, rowing that boat, mm -hmm. or they're poking holes. And you got to really mm. sit back and say, who are these people that are closest to me? And lucky if we have five of them. Lucky if we even have five. I interviewed Tracy McMillan. She was my very first podcast. Also, warrior I love her. woman. Love her. But love. she said so brilliantly, she's like, you have to edit your life frequently. Yeah. And it's not about the stuff, and it's not about getting rid of people. It's about who you let in, who you take out. Yeah. Because we have to raise our average together, right, and uplift yeah. one another. But that's, that's, that's a great, great 
great concept to think about. We are, say that again. The total sum of the five closest people to us. <sighs> That's big. Right? Right? So I thank God for my husband. And, and part of that total sum and part of having those people in your life are people that can speak to the gift. Mm-hmm. And I strive people. to be that woman and that friend. Like, thank yes. God for anyone in your life who's able to remind you, little tiny little reminders that you go about your day Yeah, to help you recognize those gifts. Yeah. And that's powerful. And then if we are that to someone like you just said— you know, we're speaking to their, you know, we're speaking to their gift. We're being mm. that person. We're being that iron sharpening iron. That's mm-hmm. scripture. Iron sharpening iron. You know, people around you that make you better, that are honest. Mm. And um, and don't allow you to settle for mediocrity. Mm-hmm. Mediocrity. Don't allow you to settle for average. And that's who my husband is in my life, is he's someone that will pick up the mirror and say, this is who you are, and I see greatness in you. And mm. he spoke to that gift. And in that moment, I was able to hear him and get off the couch. And I just am grateful. I'm forever grateful. So I think you do that for people. Let me, let me paint a picture for everybody listening who hasn't met you. So we're so blessed in, in, in Hollywood, in, in New York, and you know other states around the country to have access to SoulCycle, which I don't work for SoulCycle, so I'm genuine. Like I speak in my podcast about what I love and what yeah. works with no agenda. It's sort of, if you will, for me, sort of like fitness therapy like it's the cheapest <laughs> therapy in yeah. town when you find a good instructor like I get all my shit worked out in, in soul cycle class right? sometimes and I'm a teacher too and my class tends to be kind of therapeutic and emotional but when you try to sign up for Angela's class first of all you can't even get in class and that's me included like there's no exceptions there's a wait list there's a line out the door there's people who are waiting to get on the wait list after the wait list people don't show up like it's crazy and if you're lucky enough to get one of the 50 plus bikes you get to go in there have your butt kicked sweat mm-hmm. your booty off but learn something and mm-hmm. it's not just the music and the journey what i love about your class is your voice and your commitment and there's no phones allowed in class because sometimes I walk out of there and I'm like okay the first thing I got to do is grab my phone and like do a dictation because I don't want to forget this one because I write as well yeah and I think so much of fitness is cut and pasting and I want to if you will if you don't mind I want to go back to election day Mm. I was in your class it was very I know I know it was a very powerful day it was a very dark day and I don't want to talk politics but you know I got to keep it real yeah and you were in there preaching to a very high strung very uncomfortable group of cyclers Mm -hmm. and we were talking about the value of voting and getting out there and calling five people and reminding them to vote and how the world was going to change and how we were all ready and we were all pro-woman and blah 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 Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get into politics but you told a story I want to remind you from your childhood mm. that affected me so deeply that I came home and I wrote it down on my daughter's wall, mm. on her whiteboard wall, and I have goosebumps right now. Mm. And I wrote about it and I spoke about it and it resonated so deeply with me. And if you would be so kind, I'll remind you, it was a story about your mother and the strength that she empowered you with and how she dared you to love mm. in a world full of hate. Mm. And uh, you gave us a lot of examples about digging deep and daring to overcome, you know, the easy stuff in our life. Do you remember that story? Mm -hmm. So you basically said it was so, so loud for me that your mother basically sat you down and said, I dare you Mm. to be brave Mm. when you don't have courage and someone's bullying you and Mm -hmm. somebody's not encouraging you and putting you down and you want to fail and you feel like Mm -hmm. shit and you want to give up. I came home and told <laughs> told the story to my son who was getting bullied at baseball. I was like, I dare you to have a loud voice and to be brave mm-hmm. and to handle it and to not let somebody squash you. Mm-hmm. And your mom said to you, I dare you to love, yeah. to love deeper when people are being hateful to yeah. you. And it was about the election and it was yeah. about what was happening and it yeah. was about our society. And we're going way off our fitness fitness no, vibe okay. right now. But it was That's so who she is. It was so powerful to me that I came yeah. home even to my teenage girls and it was like, I dare you. Yeah. Yeah. To find love in this family when we are not getting along. Yeah. When our blended family is falling apart and you're hating on your sister or me. Like, I dare you to dig a little bit deeper and open your heart. And I just, it's things like that. Yeah. That Angela does. 
Thank you. <laughs> for me and for everyone in her class that is that makes fitness and working out, which is really what what you know what today's podcast is about, so deeper and so much more powerful. And um, I want people to understand what an hour workout can become. Yeah, I mean it's so much bigger for me. You know, we're talking about a cycling class, but it's so much bigger than the bike. Uh, it's so applicable to our life. You know, the way we do one thing is the way we do all things. So if we if we give to the room, the room will give back to us. Mm -hmm. If we give to the bike, it'll give back to us. If we give in our relationships, it'll give back to us. And, um, you know, it's, it's really a shift in the mindset. And like you said earlier, it not being about vanity at all, but really it's about sanity. Really it's about totally. going in there and clearing your mind and opening your heart to receive the miracle that's in the room for you. Because I truly believe that there's an activation of faith. The fact that you even decide to show up is mm -hmm. saying, I know there's something in that room for me. Mm -hmm. The fact that you even say, I'm gonna sh I need to be there. I'm going to get on the waiting list. I'm going to sit in the lobby. I'm going to do what I can to get in that room right. because I believe that there's something in that room for me. That's it right. is that step and that leap of faith that activates it. And we get in that room and it becomes so much bigger yeah. than the bike. Than the workout. It the just sweat. becomes so much bigger than the workout and so much bigger than the sweat. There's a thousand reasons not to work out. I preach that in my class yeah. all the time. There are a million reasons not to show up and take care yeah. of your body. And I say to people, if we don't have our health, like people yeah. ask me sometimes, how do you juggle it all? You have four kids. Da, 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 da. How do you find time to work out? I say, I don't have time to not work out. No. Nope. I don't have time to not work out. No. Nope. That might be the only hour right? in my day. Exactly. Even though I'm sharing it and exactly. I believe in sharing that energy, that might be the only hour in the day that's really for me. And I get a lot of stuff worked out in there. I might yeah. be praying. I might be yeah. chanting whatever your faith is. It seems a little bit taboo to call it my temple, but I do it all in that room oh, on the bike, sweating my ass off, yep. pushing myself to the limit, thinking I might die, sticking with it, showing up, driving my kids to school. You know, I, it, it's like, it's absolutely necessary for me. It is necessary. You know what I consider it like? I consider it similar to, you know, that app on your phone. Some people may have it or not have it, but that Waze app that gets you, mm -hmm. I put that, I put the address to this location and before I got here and it takes you to the quickest, you know, takes yeah. you through the quickest route. It's almost like that's what's happening. It's like your day is almost being, you know, put in this Waze app when you take that minute or that that 45 minutes or that whatever that work, whatever that time is, that workout time. And maybe like you said, you're using it to pray, to meditate, to do whatever it is. But it's almost like it's organizing mm. your day. It's almost like putting it in a Waze app and almost like you're getting this, you know, the quickest route. You're working it out in a way where you're coming out more clear and you're coming out more focused. And it's almost like you have a quicker route through your day after that workout. Mm. That's how I consider it. Because you're sort of set up for success and adrenaline. Like I, I say to people, feel your body. Stop thinking. Start running your list. Stop thinking. Yeah. Shut it down. Yeah. Feel your body. And you might be depleted and exhausted and hormonal and having cramps or mm -hmm. depressed. Whatever your deal is. Mm -hmm. Whenever I come out of a really difficult workout, it's a different kind of energy. Yeah. But I come out there with sort of like a new lease. Yeah. And I couldn't agree more. And, and I thought you were going to say something on the lines of, in the analogy of the Waze app, like life is dictating so much. Mm -hmm. We pretty much have a schedule, especially mm -hmm. if you're a working woman and you're a mom and mm -hmm. maybe you don't work. Being a mom is plenty enough. I bow down to stay-at-home moms. Bow. But, but whatever it is, it's kind of all scheduled. And mm -hmm. I always say to people, schedule that time for yourself mm -hmm. because we are equally as important. Yeah. And I don't know about you, Angela, but it was a concept for me when I had one baby and I had my second. I didn't know that in my 30s. I barely figured it out in my early 40s and I yeah. have four now where I was like, I can be equally as important. I don't have to be last on the totem pole. And I'm a better mom and a better wife and a better everything when I take a moment for myself with no guilt or shame. Yeah, I'm going to work out. Yeah. I'm going to go get it done. Yeah. And it's not about my booty. It's about so many more things. Yeah. You know? And for me, um, you know, it's also about being strong enough in your body 
to do purpose. I, f- I feel like my messaging always goes back to purpose. Mm-hmm. I feel like being purpose-driven. I feel like the theme of my classes a lot of times are just to encourage people to live the life that they were called and created and mm-hmm. intended to live. And we need to be strong in our physical bodies to do that. We need to be healthy so that we can be around for our babies and our babies' babies, you know? And that is the investment that we do need to take that 45 minutes. That's mm-hmm. an investment. I'm so glad you said that. Another you know? thing that really stuck with me in your class was investment. And I, I made a I made a big note last night. You guys should see me. We're in Hollywood right now in a studio, and I have like four pages of chicken scratch because <laughs> there's a thousand things I want to share with you. And I feel so blessed to actually have Angela with me because I want to share her message. And I and I want you to leave and wherever you're going after you hear this podcast with with something that's going to help you be who you're supposed to be. And yeah. like, this is the right woman in the right interview. But there was a, a Soul Cycle class, I don't know, a couple months ago, and it was all about investing in yourself and you Mm. said make a deposit Mm. every single day Mm -hmm. so that when you need to withdraw that's right on your worst day of the year on your most depleted day of the year you've got something in there you gotta put something in there to pull from and i was like that is so basic one-on-one life skill like we know how to manage our money well hopefully but we don't know how to manage our body yeah and you were like deposit every day what are you doing for yourself every day i was like yeah my like bell, my red light yeah. was like blaring. Yeah, it's so true. It's my siren song, Angela. No, it's so <laughs> true. And that's the thing. It's, you know, that that pedal stroke or, or adding resistance to make it super heavy and climbing a hill and, and you know, depositing the courage, depositing the hope, depositing the faith. I mean, you can use it in any type of analogy, but it's that deposit, mm-hmm. you know. So when you do get to a point where your back's against the wall, that you do have something to withdraw mm-hmm. on, you do have something to mm-hmm. pull on. And that's what is so important about taking that time and totally. making that investment, putting it in you, putting it in yeah. there, you know, it's it, mandatory. It's, it's pretty basic. It's essential. And, you know, if you're having a down day, you can get online and you can look up Angela and we're going to give you all the information later. But last night I was watching a bunch of your YouTube videos. And I say this because sometimes we need a visual. And, you know, if you don't get everything you need from this interview, you can go online and you can look up Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's the 21 day. Oprah did it. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, what's the exact name of this of this of this program? Well, it was something that I. It was content that I made specifically for her uh, website. So, if you go to the Oprah, if you go to Oprah.com, it's it's just simply a 21 day challenge. And basically, what I did was. Um, it was really powerful. Ah, oh, thank you, thank you. I just I. Um, I gave a move of the day and a message of the day. Um, and you spoke a lot about putting movement, physical movements, to thoughts and words. Yeah. And I have always said, for me, like fitness is a verb. It's yeah. an action. It's not yeah. a thing. Yeah. This is not a noun. It is an action. Mm-hmm. So get. That. <laughs> let's just start right there mm-hmm. and get that. But I was watching some of your videos about discipline, about honesty, about being accountable, about faith, Mm -hmm. about, you know, 21 different concepts. So let's share a little bit of that with everybody. Because I honestly, like daily, somebody could go online, look that up and get motivated. Yeah. Um, So, you know, one of them, for example, accountability, uh, an an amazing definition of accountability, which my mom gave me. I feel like my mom is one of my greatest teachers, to be honest. You brought her up earlier. Um, but accountability means accounting to your own ability. And even if there isn't a, you know, a lot of times we want an accountability partner. We want someone to keep us accountable. That is gr- good and great and fine and dandy. But if there isn't anyone around to keep you accountable, are you willing to account to your own ability? Mm. Are you willing to say, I can do more and require that of yourself? It's some people, it's it, 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 it's it's simple as this, but some people don't even realize what they are capable of because they're not willing to put a demand on their potential. Can you put a demand on your own potential and say, there's more for me? 
there is more for me and I'm going to hold myself accountable. accountable. I'm going to hold myself to a higher standard. But that is a, a really profound that's, for me definition big. of accountability. It is. Tuesday in class, we were about 40 minutes in sweating our asses off, dying. <laughs> the music was taking us on an incredible journey. And you were talking about Standing on the edge of a cliff, are you willing to be fearful and stand on the edge to your mm-hmm, limit and mm-hmm, push yourself there mm-hmm. to go so far to the very edge and to live in that space? I live in that space. Yeah. I think fear. Yeah. I, I like it. I yeah, like it. I need too. it. I crave it. I live in it. And yep. it was so powerful. Yep. Um, and, and, and once you're there, once you're at that edge, um, there's going to be times in your life where it's going to be time to jump and trust mm. that the net is big enough to catch you. You know, it's not it's not staying right there and just being complacent even with right there, even though that's such a great victory for so many people just to get right there. But there's going to be times and seasons in your life where it's going to be time to jump and trust mm-hmm. that that net is big enough to catch you. And even if that net is not there to catch you, that could be the moment where you get your wings and you start mm-hmm. to soar even higher. I love that visual. And there's a higher cliff. You know what I mean? There's a higher. It's like we go in our lifetime from glory to glory, going higher and higher. And if you think about you know, the dreams and the visions that you've had for your life since you were a little girl, a little boy, if you think about those, those visions weren't putting you by accident. They were put in, put in you because you have the ability to be it. That's mm. why you have those visions, right? So if you look around at your life in your current state of where your life is right now, and if your life doesn't match that vision and that dream, you're not there yet. That's temporary. You're not there yet. Yeah. Keep yeah. moving. And Keep how about stepping. the people, though, that don't even allow themselves the time or the space to dream or vision, mm. to visualize. Yeah. Close your eyes like for some moments in the day. Yeah. Find three minutes in the day to be brave enough to close your eyes and picture something. Who knows what will come up? Yeah. I mean, you also so, spoke about identifying the own miracles in your life, like yeah. tapping into maybe what's already there and you're not even maximizing or breathing life or opportunity into the possibilities yeah and so first of all vision is vision is huge um there's this old like you know there's this this old story and you know or saying or wise tale but it talks about the blind man having pity on the man with no vision you know, how much greater it is to have vision, Mm. to have vision, not to be able to see, but to have vision. And, um, you know, I I truly believe that all of us were created to be visionaries. And what a visionary is, is someone that sees the future with great imagination. That's what a a visionary is. So if you just sit for a minute and, and stillness and quietness, and that's it's so beautiful. You spoke about that, but it's in that quiet time and in that stillness that your intuition begins to speak to you, that spirit begins to mm-hmm. speak to you and give you direction. And it's it's in that stillness that you do dream again and that and that you do remember the vision. But you've had the vision. If you think about it, if you really think about it's it. It's in there for it's everybody. It's in there. It's every single person. You know, we weren't created um, to find purpose. We were already created in purpose. Mm. There's already purpose on the inside of us. It's already in us. Yeah, you got to tap into that. I, you have I, to. When I finish my my booty burn class, and I'm really blessed that there isn't another class rushing in and rushing us out of there. Like, think about what would, you would do if you had another 15 minutes to, yeah. s- to spend with your with your class. I lay everybody down. I turn the lights off. I ask everybody to put one hand on their lower belly, one hand on their heart, just to mm-hmm. kind of hold themselves for a minute. A lot of yeah. people don't do that. It's uncomfortable for a lot of people. But I say, close your eyes and stop thinking and just start seeing pictures, mm. just pictures. And you're right. It's like an exercise. It's a three-minute thing that could change yeah. the course of your whole season. Yeah, it could. And it's, I would tell everybody to do that. And, you know, you, you mentioned seasons, and I was reading an interview that you did. It was so beautiful where you were talking about prepping for different seasons. And I feel like in fitness, one of the most common questions, you know, we live in this very weird vein space, especially in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. I was laughing earlier with my producer, David, and saying, nobody wants to know how I'm raising my family and what I'm doing and what my philosophy is. They want to know how I got back into my bikini, what I do to get in shape and what I eat. I'm like, really? Really, America? But I get it. (laughs) It's a blessing and a curse. But It's about, like, 
all year long and being prepared and being ready for anything, not cramming it in before mm-hmm. summer, mm-hmm. not taking that stupid fad quick fix diet that's a moment in time. Mm-hmm. And you spoke so beautifully about preparing for each different season. Yeah. And really um, having a sense of, you know, and when I talk about seasons, uh, it's an analogy used more for spiritual seasons that we go through in our life. Um, but it's 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 easy to make those analogies to literal seasons. But, you know, if it's a dark season or a heavy season and maybe it's, you know, compared to a winter season mm-hmm. in our life where things just feel – you know, heavier, colder, you know, a little more overwhelming. Um, What I like to speak to about seasons and different seasons in our life is that there's a reason for that season and we are equipped for that season. And there's something that is happening and there's something, there's a lesson to be learned in that season. And there's something that's happening on the inside of us and preparing the infrastructure of our character to handle what's in Mm. front of us. So those seasons, you know, there there are times where I've gone through really dark seasons, really, you know, we can compare them to valleys, you know, peaks and valleys. And there's times where I'm in a valley Mm. and there's still gratitude because I know I'm being prepared for my peak. But we have to be willing to go through those valleys to qualify for those peaks in our life. Have you always been so compassionate with you as a woman and what you're going through? I mean, I know you have accomplished greatness and, you know, the bloodline and the grooming that you had. It sounds like it was a blessed, blessed childhood. But have you always been able to identify in the middle of summer when you've got June gloom and you're down and out and it feels like winter and the storm clouds are like, how did you? Heck no. So no, I mean, there's times where I'm in my valley and I've been in valleys and I've, you know, was just in it and I was in it, you know, longer than I was supposed to be in that Mm. valley for sure. There's been different times like that for sure. Um, You know, I think I think I've just always believed that there was more. I never settled in the valley and and believed the lies that are whispered to you in the valley. Like I just never I never bought the into inner dialogue it. lies. I never bought into it. I never I mean there were times where I was there like I said longer than I should have been, but deep down in my guts, deep down in my heart and my soul and in my being I, I always knew that there was more for me, and I truly believe that we're never, ever, ever given any more than, than we can handle, and that those— I believe that, too. And that those struggles and those those hard times that we are going through are not designed to kill us, but simply vehicles to take us higher, mm. and that's just part of my belief system. Um, and so I think my belief system has, has pulled me through a lot of those dark times, but I'm grateful for those times. I'm grateful for those dark seasons because I wouldn't be the coach that I am. I wouldn't be the mom that I am. I wouldn't be the wife that I am. I wouldn't be the friend that I am. I wouldn't be the daughter that I am. If it wasn't for those dark times, if it wasn't for those valleys, I don't think I would be able to appreciate the light like I do now. Mm -hmm. I just don't think I would. And, um, you know, and like I said just a minute ago is that there are reasons for those seasons Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I we're given sometimes it- we're trying to fight them and battle them. We're not even thinking about why or what's the learning opportunity here or what am I supposed how am I going to grow from this this dark time? We're yeah. just focused on, you know, the temperature. Yeah. Right. Um, I was at a I had the great opportunity to do a super soul session. Um, and by the way, yes, Oprah, I mean, <laughs> she included you on her Super Soul 100 list, yeah. which is, you know, a list compiled of inspirational teachers and motivators and leaders and just some of the most impressive people, you know, and when Oprah puts together a list, you know, I love Oprah, like, you know, you, you listen too. up. So what an honor. I know. I know. She is um she is quite extraordinary and just, um, you know, an ins- an inspiration to so many of us. And just so brilliant us. at handpicking thought-provoking personalities to help push other people forward. That's how I see you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. you know? And that's how – and um, that's her life's work as well is just – it's almost like – 
you know, she was sent to us to push humanity forward. She's just so special mm-hmm. and so extraordinary. I learn a lot from Super Soul Sunday. <laughs> I really right? do. Me you know? too. I really like, I, every week I look forward to that. I have my husband watching it now too. And if you're not watching that show, honestly, like I'll order the book before the show's over. I'll discover a new author. I'll get some unbelievable kind of aha takeaway moment. Yeah. You know, and thank yeah. God for that. I know. She's just, she's, she's extraordinary. But one of the speakers was talking about pain being your professor Mm -hmm. and um you know a lot of times we're just not willing to lean into that challenge but we have to understand that on the other side of that challenge is the change you know on the other side of that struggle is the strength but really to lean into those Mm -hmm. challenges into those difficult times just a little bit longer was that Pima children Huh? Was that Pima Chodron? No. I loved her because she says the same thing. Sit in it. Be in it. Be Ooh. willing to sit in that pain. And people are like, why? Because we're not, we're not groomed for that. We're not I mean, groomed for we it. We bring it back to fitness. In pain, like in burn, in, in, in defeat, in physical failure, we grow. So That's I think if we can learn to change our point of view about pain, because I think fitness should hurt a little bit. I of course do. It should. I think it's supposed to be uncomfortable. I think it's supposed to hurt a little bit. Of yeah. course, you listen to your body. But in that moment of defeat, when your body's going, uh uh-uh, uh, nope, I'm done. I can't do anymore. Yeah. I'm like, no, you do 10 more. Yeah. You embrace that burn, and that's where you change and grow. That's that's where. That's, where that's it's a at. new movement, I think, especially for women. I mean, yeah. with your background being, you know, pro, pro athlete, you know, you're. You have a different set of um, parameters, but I think for the everyday person to be willing to, to experience push that, at, to be that. willing to experience that, because it's not until you get to that that you're actually changing. Everything Absolutely. else is just kind of, you know. That's where you figure it all cute. out, people. <laughs> it was yeah. cute. It's like, I'm like, if you're not sweating, you're not working out hard enough. Another one of your 20-day motivations was discipline. And I loved when you said, no one's going to hand you your best body. Nope. By the way, you're not going to buy it. You're not going to pay for it at a plastic surgeon's office. I'm sorry. That's not going to last a minute. Yeah. You're not going to buy it in a package no and lose that water weight you. that you're going to yeah. put it back on two yeah. weeks later. And it's just, you got to, people, we, you got to get committed. And I think you have to find something that you enjoy. Yeah. I don't think it's all pain and suffering. No. I think you have to find something that speaks to you, that you can enjoy, that you respond to, whether it's the music, whether it's the teacher, whether it's the program, whether it's the promise you made to your girlfriend, whether it's the promise you made to your wife. Yeah. It could be a walk. It could be a hike. It could be a sport. It could be some family fitness. Yeah. It could be anything. But it to can. find something and feel the joy of moving your body. And it's a joy. Shit, it and the is benefits, a joy. Yeah. It is a joy. You know, if you can still move your body, move. Yeah. Move. Yeah, my husband's giving me a hard time lately, not in a bad way, in a very positive way, because I don't have a regular gig. You know, I'm not in a, in a, in a network contract right now, so yeah. I have some free time, which I'm sort of like, as much as I like working three jobs, it's kind of a blessing. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm, like, well, I'm going to hot yoga. And then I'm going to soul cycle. He's like, you're doing doubles. Like, yeah. Are you out of your mind? You know, you don't have to do that. I I know I don't have to do that. But I'm loving this I'm right doing now. it because I am pushing myself yeah. way out of my comfort zone, not because I think I need to, my adrenaline is so high. I have such a different kind of energy. You know, yeah. I mean, we know that there were studies done. There was a UCLA study that says working out is like taking two Prozacs. Vitamin D mm. and the combination of working out, it's the best feeling and the best medicine. It's the best. In, like, you're going to get addicted to something. Get addicted to working out. Get addicted to fitness. Yeah. You know? I agree. So, so, so good. What are you working on now? Like, what's next? Oh, I know what I want to ask you. I want to talk to me about the AMDIO. Uh, AMDIO method. So AMDIO is Angela Manuel Davis. That's me. Change from the inside out. And it's just, it's my methodology and my style and my way. But I truly believe that the change that so many people are looking for, they they assume that it's physical and they're uh, really working for these physical changes, but the change that they're really longing for comes from the inside. It's really change from the inside out. And um, I just believe there's so much to that. And like we've said and what we both agree on, it's not about vanity. You know, it's important to be strong in your body. All of that is important. Um, 
but how much more important is it to be healthy on the inside, you know, to have your sanity, to mm-hmm. have your clarity, to, to have, have less stress, focus, to feel to good about yourself, stress. to feel good in the exactly. dark, exactly. to feel good in the natural morning light when you're in your sweats, yeah. to feel good inside, to feel credible for taking care of your body. Yeah. And so yeah, really, that's you know, that's not, you know, how many abs and that's not how it's that that's not it. That's not really the change, you know, and people come to me and they and they initially feel like that's what it is, but it's not. And I know it's so much bigger and so much greater. And so I really um, I wish more people could tap into sort of the spiritual fitness philosophy because uh, there's so many benefits that go way beyond the physical. You know it. I know it. I think people who are privileged enough to get into your class or to share these different types of workouts that are, you know, that are really relevant right now. It's just makes me feel alive. Yeah. Makes me feel like I'm honoring my body, my soul. It might be the only hour in the day when I don't think yeah. about anything. Right? Even when I'm teaching and I'm thinking a lot about every single person in my class, I'm not running lists. I'm not Mm-mm. thinking about the kids. Mm-mm. I'm not thinking about what I need to do. I tell people in my class, my girlfriend always laughs at me. I go, no one can find you in here. Mm-hmm. So lay down, close your eyes. We have t- t- 10 more minutes. She's right. like, oh, my God, it's so true. This is the only place in the world where no one can find yeah. me. It's like give yourself some me time. Yeah. It's invaluable. It is invaluable. It is invaluable. And I think with this whole movement that I'm super passionate about, you know, talking about the spirituality and the movement, for me, um, faith and faith and fitness equate to our freedom. You know, there's freedom in that, you know, Mm -hmm. free to be who we were called, created and destined to be. There's freedom in that, you know? And I think um, it's just something super, super special uh, to tap into. And not even meaning like for some people, faith can mean a certain thing. It can mean literal, um, you know, a spirit, more of a spiritual faith, but just believing in yourself. Like faith and believing in yourself, believing that you can do it. How do you think we we what can we tell people to help them kind of tap into and believe in their own capacity because we live and breathe that every day. Yeah. Some people can't get motivated enough to go take a walk. Yeah. And I don't mean, you know, depression and people who are down and out yeah. and some professional guidance and some extra love and a little push, but day to day people ask me all the time, how do you get motivated to do it? When you yeah. just simply don't feel like it. For I me, think it's not it's, an option. Yeah. It's a way of life. It's a choice. And I think it's taking one step at a time, and it literally could be stepping. It could literally be, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna walk. I'm going to go outside, and I'm going to walk, and I'm going to put one foot in front of the other and just start to step. Um, you know, I say this a lot, but there's an ingredient in your try that will set you free. Mm. You just got to try some people won't even try, you know? And it's yep. just if you can get yourself to just start to step, just put one foot in front of the other. And in that Oprah Super Soul session, um, I talked about that yellow brick road faith where, um, you know, I I grew up uh, watching The Wiz and when Dorothy, who was Diana Ross and Scarecrow Michael Jackson, they, you know, started to discover just those bricks. It was just kind of one brick and then another brick and then another brick. But it's when you get that faith and that courage to just start to step Mm -hmm. and those bricks start to show up and show up and show up and show up. And next thing you know, that yellow brick road is Mm. out in front of you. And it's just this long road of destiny. But if you can just take a step. That's right. You won't even see it unless you step out there and give it a try. Yeah. I love that. I think it's powerful. That's big. Yeah, it's huge. That's basic. Yeah. That's fitness 101, everybody. Just step. Just (laughs) step. That's day one, everybody. Just step, right? Just step. Um, There's so many things about you that I didn't know. And, you know, when I look at your bio and your history and your long unbelievable list of accomplishments. And when I think about you being a pro athlete and being ranked in the top 25 in the world, I see you as a woman that was sort of like groomed to do this. But what was that little voice inside of you as a child and a young lady and a teenager? What was that little voice inside of you telling you? And were you even listening to it? 
at that point in your life telling you that you can go be who you're supposed to be? Uh, I I feel like I always had the courage to to dream. I do feel like we grew up in an environment and in a household where we had permission to dream. You know, sometimes we just need to give ourselves permission to dream. For whatever reason, you know, we get to a place or a certain age where we no longer feel worthy of the dream, mm, you know? Sad. It makes and me sad. It does. Isn't that sad? Um, I heard someone say this before, but uh, the only difference between those that achieve their goals and those that don't, the ones that do feel worthy of them. But just really getting to a place where you feel worthy of your dream, regardless of what life has looked like for you in mm -hmm. the past, regardless of how many times you failed or how many times you um, have messed up or regardless of that, um, you know, you are worthy of your best life and you are worthy to dream. So I feel like um, I did grow up in an environment where we were allowed to dream and where we did have permission to dream. And I always knew that it was on the inside of me, you know, and I don't think I realized what that common thread was until um, maybe my 30s, you know, I'll be 42 next week. But It's funny how it's in us, but you don't, it really doesn't come full circle and you doesn't. don't realize. It doesn't. Like you can't really speak the sensibility about it until you're, you've lived it and uh, hopefully you pay some gratitude to where it came from, you yeah. know? Yeah, so I can't act like I, I can't sit here and, and say that I, I always listened, um, but I can look back and, and see that it was always there. Yeah. And I can look back and have gratitude for the fact that I was allowed to dream. And, and, and I, I get that. It exudes us, from you. Yeah. I mean, you give that gift. You pay it forward. You share that with so many people. You touch so many people's lives. And I think the more that people get to learn about you and when they find you and they look you up and they watch your videos, I mean, there's some content there that could change the course of anyone's day. Thank you, you know, and part of it's craving it and wanting it, but also knowing where to get it, which is why it's such a gift for me to have you in studio today. Because for anybody who's listening around the world, these little liners, these little one liners, these little takeaways, sometimes it's just a little kick in the ass that, yeah. that somebody needs, you know. Yeah. And, and um, I'm just I'm, I'm curious to know, like, what's next for you and. You know, I know we've, we've spoken about this before, that your voice is so much bigger than the room that you're, you know, that you're, you're teaching in and your, your message is so profound. Uh, what, Thank what, you. What's next? You're well, I, I, you know, I do believe that I am an encourager and a motivator and someone that inspires, and that's a privilege and an honor for me. And so I... You know, I want to be able to do it for the rest of my life and, and in any capacity. So for me, it looks like a book. It looks like... Gotta write that book. Gotta write that gotta book. Gotta share it with everybody. Gotta write it. It looks like, um, you know, an expansion of, you know, the digital content. But I just want to be able to reach people all over. I do a lot of work with inner city kids. Um, uh, and I just think the message of hope and faith and love and the message of worthiness and the message of redemption and the message of dreaming has no respecter of person. Mm. And I don't think it's it only belongs to someone that can make it to one of my classes. And, um, you know, I think it's for everybody. I think it's it's for the masses. I think it's for people all over the world. I think it's for people all over the country. I think it's for underserved communities. And so I just want to be able to house the message in an accessible way for people um, that knows no respecter of person. Love that. Yeah. Thank you so much for all your words of wisdom. You're welcome. Such a role model and example. I will see you next week and the week after that and the week after that. Yay. Because I love being in your energy. So to learn more about Angela, and she is so multifaceted, I strongly encourage you to do a little research like I did because I was blown away. 
uh, there's just so much more to her. But you can go to Shape with Angela. She's on Instagram. Get to a Soul Cycle if you can. Listen to this again if you can, because there's just so much valuable information. I'm honored that you joined me. I appreciate you. I'm honored that you have uh, that you invited me here. I think sharing space with you is just a privilege. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So Angela had to rush on out of here and get back to life. But the funny thing is, is on the way out the door, she looked at me and she was like, you teach a class? Like, what what kind of class? What's the deal? And, you know, sometimes I forget the the, the reaction that I get when I tell people that I'm, I'm a fitness instructor. And, you know, it's a total passion project of mine. I, I never thought I would that, that I was going to be in this space. But I do say choose your words carefully, carefully because there was a time where I said, I wish I could only do this. It's so fulfilling for me. I teach a class because... I love inspiring other women. I love, if I have that gift and that ability, I'm not going to keep it to myself. I love being able to do that. And I don't even do it for a dollar. I do it because I have an incredible group of women that started as an experiment when I created my DVD series with Sony. And I wanted to bring in real, real women, not pro athletes um, and pro fitness, instru- pro fitness bodies that I knew would look perfect. I wanted to bring in real women and figure out how I can teach them, how I can train them, what kind of results I'm going to get from their body, and what really works. So I designed this DVD series, and at the end of it, they said to me, can we keep doing this? And I never really considered that, and I was like, well, that wasn't really part of the plan, but yeah, I'm really enjoying this. So in between hosting and raising a family and everything else that I do, I teach this class in Malibu, and it's called Booty Burn. And I got to tell you, I'm totally addicted to it. I do it on Sundays. I do it a couple days a week when I'm not working. And I do it because it fulfills me. And I do it because it's a group of women who are tapping into the woman behind the scenes that maybe they forgot about, women that want to change their body, women that want to escape from their everyday life. And we are literally checking our inhibitions at the door, We're dancing a little bit because it's kind of a rhythmic body sculpting, booty lifting union, if you will. It's something a little different. It's not an aerobics class. It's not a crazy dance class. But women are able to kind of lose their mind for an hour and get the best sweat ever next to SoulCycle and a couple other things I do. Um, Get an amazing sweat, but really push themselves beyond their own limit and experience a burn and an element of fatigue and an element of exhaustion that I think is invaluable. I actually tell people in my class, I say, I invite you to fail. People look at me like, what? Like, what do you mean, fail? I invite people to fail in my class because I think when you reach that limit of absolute fatigue, when your body is saying, no, 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 I can't do one more, your mind is going, we are done, I don't have one more in me, that's the point of change for me, and that's the space that I encourage women to get into. And very similar to Angela's philosophy, I think we have to live on the edge and we have to step out of our comfort zone and we have to step into that space that's a little painful and a little uncomfortable and a little unfamiliar so that our bodies can change. And, you know, for me, I said it before, it's not about vanity. It's not just about the booty, although, you know, the shallow part of me wants to stay in shape. You know, I've made I've made a business out of that. But the benefits for me are spiritual and they're mental and I am able to conquer the world. My my manager, David Brady, always laughs at me. He's like, I love calling you after you've taught your booty burn class because you're in such a good space. And it's so true. I'm depleted, but I walk out of there with a newfound energy. And, you know, my dream, I would love to have a health and wellness center where I could just teach and guide and inspire women. But it might be the only time in my day where I escape everything that doesn't serve me and I'm able to tap into a commitment that I make to myself that makes me feel really good. I don't do it with any guilt. I don't have any regrets. I don't feel bad about, you know, Sunday morning when I've got to escape the family for an hour because I take care of everybody in my family. I don't miss my kids' appointments. I don't miss their dentist appointments. I don't miss parent-teacher conferences unless, of course, it's one of those funky days where I have to work and that, you know, work-life mommy balance is a whole nother show. But I give myself room to do what I need to do for me 
and I allow myself to be as equally as important as them. And that's something that I, I really didn't know how to do. So, you know, I tell men and women, figure out what works for you in the health and wellness and fitness space. Understand that it's a balance. Understand that it's an invaluable, essential commitment to living a long and healthy life. Find something that you enjoy, figure it out, make a commitment with a friend. Uh, join a gym, go buy a DVD. If you don't want to spend a dollar, go on YouTube, get some videos. You can follow me on Instagram. Sometimes I do a live Instagram feed. I post different moves to change your body every week. Find people that will inspire you. Find a partner, a friend, a date that you can do something with because it keeps you honest. I promise you some days I do not have it in me to go teach my class, but I do it anyway, even hungover on a Sunday morning, because it keeps me accountable and honest. And honestly, no one's reinventing it. Like I could repeat so many things that Angela said. There is so much takeaway from different people. I think you have to cross train. I think you have to mix it up. But I think that you have to fall in love with taking care of your body. And um, it's really fulfilling. And, you know, I, I'm going to say it again and leave you with this. I work out because I don't have time not to. If I don't have my health, I don't have anything. So I work out because I don't have time not to. And I am way stronger than my excuses. And if you're not inspired, follow me on Instagram. I'll show you how to do it. Uh, it's just maybe one of the most important parts of life is taking care of you. So figure it out. So since we're talking fitness, I want to give you guys a little takeaway, some tips and tricks, because people are always asking me about how to get motivated, how to stay in it, and um, if I have any little secrets. So nothing's really a secret, but... Here's some things that hopefully will help you. I think you should plan your meals. I know a lot of us don't have time to eat consciously. I don't believe in these crazy diets, but get organized. If you don't eat, you're going to be starving, and that's when you start binge eating or you overeat. There isn't a place where you can't go and find a healthy meal. So get organized, freeze some stuff, cook on the weekend, have a bar, have some fruit in your bag, have a little cooler in your, in your car, but eat smart and eat often. I also think scheduling your workouts helps. And by scheduling, I mean pen to paper, good old-fashioned scheduling. You make it to your appointments. You don't miss your work commitments. Make a commitment to yourself and schedule your workouts. Um, I also really believe in making a commitment to somebody else. So it's not, it's not just for you sometimes when it comes to honesty. I like to work out with girlfriends when I can. If you make a commitment to a friend, she makes a commitment to you, you're more likely not going to blow it off. So sign up for something. Make a commitment to your wallet. Sign up for a $20 class. Get it done. Join a gym. Buy a DVD. Do something with a friend. It will keep you accountable. One of the things that I really preach in my class that I totally believe in is changing your inner dialogue. I truly believe that your body is listening to everything that you think, and the sucky part about it is it's believing it. So focus on the things that you love about yourself. Be kind. Be compassionate. Give yourself compliments. Change your inner dialogue. Start being positive. It will become a habit. It will change the way you think daily. Also, you have to learn to crave the burn. I think fitness should hurt a little bit. I think you got to get uncomfortable. You got to step out of your comfort zone. That burn, that moment where your mind is going, uh-uh, I can't do anymore, your body will push through. When your body burns, when it starts to hurt a little bit, that's your change. So don't dread it. If you're not working out hard enough and you're not burning, you're really not benefiting from it, in my opinion. Also, sweat. If you're not sweating, you're not working out hard enough. You've got to sweat. So find something that is going to heat up your body and get your heart rate up so you're going to start sweating yourself into a new space. I like to use a babouche body. You can find it on my Instagram. You can get it in the Modern Mom store. It's a little belly wrap. You wrap it around your skin. It makes you twice as hot. You'll get twice the sweat. Men and women, it's a great tummy trimmer, great for the muffin tops and for water bloat. you got to sweat. I want to make the most out of my workouts. Also, water is your friend. Drink water, 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 lots of water, more water than you think. Keep it at your desk. Keep it by your bed. Keep it in your car. Skip all the sugary crap and drink water. I also say, like, you got to be stronger than your excuses. I work out because I don't have time not to work out. No more excuses. Make a commitment and keep it. 
You will benefit from this on so many levels that go far beyond the body. And also music. Music really inspires me and drives me and motivates me. I go through a journey in my class and in different workouts based on my playlist. So if you go to the nakedmompod.com, I'm going to put my workout playlist up there. I also put it on my social media. So depending on your mood, I have a bunch of different playlists for, for different days. So get motivated by your music. Thank you so much, you guys. And before I leave you, just a quick little reminder. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Brooke Burke, but you can also follow the show. And I want you to. So go to at Naked Mom Pod on Instagram because I really want to know what you think. You know, this podcast world is, is a very new thing for me, and I feel like we're in it together. So tell me what you don't like. Tell me what's annoying. Tell me what you're loving. Ask me some questions. And... Um, you know, we'll keep this 360 conversation going. Thank you so much, everybody. I'll see you next week. The Naked Mom is a co-production of SR71 and BLB Inc. The show is produced by David Hart and edited by Gabe Harder. Music by Woodwork Sound. You can subscribe to The Naked Mom in the iTunes store or wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave a review because it really helps the show. We want to hear from you.